0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Friday morning cross time with Pastor Curtis teachings every Friday morning at 9 a.m. live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and hopefully the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. We're glad to be with you this morning. We are in First Timothy uh, chapter 4. Going to be a great session today. Grab your Bibles and uh, come along and go with us. Uh, again, don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There you can sow into the ministry or the, uh, your cell phone, your smartphone. You can uh, text your giving into the ministry, 903 231 5950. We always give folks an opportunity to give uh, to the place they're being blessed, learning the truth of God's Word, where they can literally be a part of publishing god's word you know the the finances given to a house that's determined to know nothing other really does lots of things for us it helps get bibles expositor study bibles into the hands of inmates six every week it helps support a a newly planted cross preaching church in wichita falls texas and a uh, certain ministry preaching this message in the philippines uh, as well as Uh, to buy the equipment we need along the way, things never last, uh, to keep me from having to go out and get a secular job so that I can be in the Word and prayer to the degree that I need to be to be learning and sharing and leading uh, God's people uh, in the truth of His Word. And and I'm just thankful for the opportunity that God's given uh, us All the opportunities he has and really he's done it through a faithful people who sow into the ministry to help us preach the message of the cross around the world from our little uh, humble abode here in Queen City, Texas. And we're just excited uh, to see what God is uh, saying and doing in these last days. And again, every Friday morning here we're uh, teaching. Uh, presently in First Timothy and Mondays and Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. We're in Romans chapter 10. And Tuesday and Wednesday mornings we're in Psalms 119. So I encourage you to tune in whenever you can. And when you can't later, please go to the YouTube channel or the website and you'll find what's being taught. And uh, I promise you if you're hungry for the Word of God to learn the truth, which that is the treasure in God's Word, the truth that's hidden in there, not from you, but for you. Uh, That's when you will really uh, find yourself growing and God moving mightily in your life and you even finding your avenue, your lane to run this race in uh, to do your part for the work of the ministry in in your life. So uh, praise the Lord for all he's doing uh, in these last days and we're excited just to be a little part of it. 1 Timothy chapter 4 today we're going to begin in verse 2 we did a whole hour last week on verse 1 and uh, I don't know ever know how long it's going to take uh, to, to 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 share what we have to share but we're going to share it and then we don't worry about the time. We take an hour and every Friday morning and what we get to, we get to. And what we don't, well, maybe the rapture will take place and we won't need to get to it today. So 1 Timothy, let's go back and read verse 1. Verse uh, 1 because today we're going to move right into verse 2 and focus on that, but sometimes, all the time rather, you need to go back and see where you came from, because where you are, something got you there. Verse 1 gets us to verse 2, so let's read it. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. That means distinctly and plainly, without doubt, without confusion. He's straight to the point that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Not the church building, not the Bible, not good deeds, but they will depart from the faith. You need to get that. Giving heed to seducing spirits that come through doctrines of devils. Doctrine means teaching, the teaching of devils. All false doctrine whether it's done in ignorance uh, uh, through someone who really wants to serve God, but they're ignorant about the truth of God's word and they're teaching that which is false or whether they've heard that which is true and now they're rejecting that. Either either one, it's more than carnal. It's more than just fleshly. There's doctrines of devils involved. There's seducing spirits involved when, when... we are hearing things that will cause us to depart from the faith which is a departure from exclusive faith in Jesus Christ and His work at Calvary. When you move away from that and that alone, you're hearing teachings that's not of the Holy Spirit. And my friend, if it's not of the Holy Spirit, it's a seducing spirit. The Holy Spirit will, will guide you into all truth so that he can keep you on the path of righteousness. And remember what we say here at Crossway Church, Proverbs 12, 17, he that speaks truth, who speaks truth? Number one, the Holy Spirit. Possibly preachers, teachers, who have, Christians should be speaking the truth of God's word, not just God's word, although God's word is truth, but what are we pointing to as we share it? Because it must be Christ in Him crucified at all times as the object of faith before the Word of God can do anything. So we need to remember that. The Holy Spirit speaks truth. And when truth is spoken, Proverbs 12, 17 says righteousness is shown. That's not... That's not. That means when I'm hearing something about what I have to go do to, to be saved or or uh, to have righteous fruit now because of what I'm doing, and uh, you know, and my faith is in something other than the cross of Christ, then that's something I'm doing myself. It's self-righteous, and it's always backed by doctrines of devil, seducing spirits. Anything that would move you away. From the truth, keeping your faith in that which Christ did for you at Calvary is a doctrine, a teaching of devils. I don't care how sweet the preacher may be, how hospitable he may be, how he paid your light bill, he gave you money, he came and visited you, blah, blah, blah. Thank God for all those good things they did. But if they're not using God's word to point you to the cross of Jesus Christ, they are being they're being seduced themselves and therefore all they can do is be used in a seducing manner because it is teaching of devils. If it's, even if it's God's word being used deceitfully and hypocritically as we will see hypocritical. Or we will see that today in this that we're talking about because verse 2 says tells us how this happens. The Bible don't just say, beware of this. The Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, and by the way, that's the times we're living in, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, semicolon, this is how it happens now. This is what they do. This is how they operate. Speaking lies in hypocrisy having their conscience seared with a hot iron. A hot iron. You know, a hot iron just keeps rubbing over something like the calluses you get in your hand from doing lots of work. Men, some women have these calluses on their knuckles where uh, you could just peel it off with a knife. You wouldn't even feel it because it's calloused and, and, and the Bible here says that lies in hypocrisy is what causes our conscience to be seared with a hot iron. That's, that's, that's these people uh, who are sitting under these doctrines of devils. I'm talk, the Bible is still there. The Bible is still being used. But they're not pointing people to Jesus and what he did at Calvary as the only object of faith that God will honor, call legitimate, and reward any other faith in any other thing other than Christ and his work at Calvary, God won't honor it and he won't reward it and if we keep sitting there with excuses we're making well I hear these preachers preaching the message of the cross these days using God's word to expound on on, on Jesus and he said the scriptures are about him by the way in Psalms 40 verse 7, Hebrews 10 and 7 and John 5 39 Jesus said look the volume of the book is written of him. The scriptures are about him. Luke 24, through 46. He said the law, the prophets and the Psalms, they're concerning him. So we got to open the book. I don't care where we're at because he is our Genesis. He is our revelation and everything in between. We've got to open the book and let the Holy Spirit guide us into all truth. And that means God's word in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad to know that today and people who disagree with that it's because they're seduced they're being seduced uh, by doctrines of devils, spirits uh, that are teaching uh, 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 doctrine teachings of devils. Remember, I'm going to say it again, it's more than just flesh. It's more than just ignorance that's involved. It's, it's more than that. There's, there's doctrines of devils. There's seducing spirits. There's things that work. Let's, let's go back and we'll move on here in a minute. We're going to get into some really good stuff here in a moment. Uh, not that this already isn't, but... Proverbs 12, 17, to those of us who've been able to come back to Calvary through a humble, broken down not, not understanding why I can't live for God. I'm tired of making excuses as to why I, I can't do what's right. I, I, I can't stop doing what's wrong. I, that's the apostle Paul. The story that you can read about in chapter 7 of Romans. Just, But he wanted to live for God. He wasn't just going to make excuses. I'm tired of the excuses. Everybody's making excuses. I know there's got to be a way to live in victory and experience this uh, that Jesus afforded. Me at Calvary, and 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 so we we come back to Proverbs twelve and seventeen. It's a paramount, most important scripture. Yes, it's in the old covenant. Yes, it's for you today. He that speaks truth uh, shows forth righteousness. But a fa- and this is where we're going today. But a false witness, deceit, deceit is something that is given to you that makes you think it's right. It's deceitful. It's like telling a lie thinking it's gonna help you or or stealing something thinking there's no other way than to sin. Uh, That's deceitful. Uh, But these people that Paul is writing about. He's writing to Timothy because these people, Timothy and the church in Ephesus, are surrounded by, infiltrated by. And Timothy, if you go back and begin to read this, uh, 1 Timothy from the very first uh, chapter, you'll see the reason Paul left him in Ephesus was to guard against, to warn against anything that's outside of this one true doctrine and teaching of Jesus Christ which always points us to his work at Calvary. Anything outside of that and a lot has been mentioned and warned of and I know the people of God are today tired of being warned, tired of being hearing about all these false things but let me tell you and they just want to hear about love, love, love. Listen, the, the whole point of writing to Timothy in the church in Ephesus and our understanding that be proper of this today is that God through the apostle loved us and gave us something to keep us on track to keep warning us and we have to walk in these warnings. We have to stay on guard our own hearts because out of it come the issues of our own life. Proverbs tells us that. So these warnings, if you're getting sick of hearing warning, you're eventually going to be home on the couch or you're going to be sitting under some uh, somebody who's seduced who won't warn because that doesn't seem like it's too loving. But... When you begin to see the truth, you'll begin to see that on every page of your Bible, there's warnings. Because God knows how easy, easily seduced we are and turned away, not because somebody drags us away, but by the lust of our own flesh laziness, slothfulness, the trying to get to God or or earn something by what we do for God to be pleased when Jesus has already done all the work, hallelujah, and finished it for God to be pleased with anything about us. It takes faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, not just Jesus. That won't get it. There are many Jesuses. Paul said that folk would come preaching Another Jesus with another spirit. That's that seducing spirit. Amen. So I'm glad to know the truth today and I hope you're grabbing a hold of it. It's not just Jesus. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. So uh, we continue to see exactly how the seduction and distraction from the cross takes place. These people, and they're not not drunks and drug addicts and and, and, and folks out there who, who are not involved in church. These are people who infiltrate the pulpits. These are people who infiltrate the church. They tell lies in hypocrisy while using God's words of truth yet out of context. The context of the Bible is Jesus Christ and him crucified resulting in the righteousness God is trying to give men. Not only in our status you are righteous now in Christ and not only in that but also in that he has allowed you to be a servant he made you a servant of righteousness. uh, Romans 6, 17 and 18 and if you Keep your faith in Jesus and what He did at the cross. You don't move on from that, friends. Don't listen to that seducing spirit. Don't listen to that. Yes, you go on and you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and you go on and you're learning all that you're learning, but you're not learning of the Holy Spirit if you ever leave the cross of Christ as the object of your faith. If you leave that and you start trusting in these things that men writing in books bringing into the church today, that'll tell you if you'll do these three things, God will do this. You got... 99% of preachers on television will tell you if you'll just start fasting and praying, God will deliver you from that bondage of sin that you're in. That's not biblical. That's them telling you that if you'll do something, God will save and deliver you. God don't function through that manner. God functions through your faith in what Jesus did at Calvary and that alone. Everything else is a seducing spirit and a teaching of devils. You, You need to understand that. You need to know that. That's just the way the Bible is. There's one way and his name is Jesus. Praise God. You got that? So, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Never forget when truth is heard, righteousness is portrayed. We've seen that in Proverbs 12, 17. When the lie is heard, self-righteousness is portrayed. Remember, the false witness brings that which is deceitful. The true witness is that witness that brings forth the only witness from heaven, that of the truth of God's word being Jesus and what he would do at Calvary. So we need to remember that. These are they who've turned God's grace into something other than what it is. God's grace doesn't cover sin and just let you live in sin. God's grace saved us. And by that grace we were forgiven and by that grace we're taught, Titus chapter 2, taught, what, what's one of the things it says in Titus chapter 2? We're taught how to abstain from the things of the world. So it tells us it's possible. Nobody will ever be perfect but there will be a remnant that stops making excuses for their sin and they come back to the cross where they were not only forgiven but now they're going to learn how to be delivered from those things that are choking the life out of them. You're not going to get delivered from that thing that's at work inside of you trying to destroy you and, and, and has already caused so many problems in your life some that were so horrendous and so painful. You're not going to find a book on the planet that tells you what you have to do to get delivered from that completely God gave his son so that all things could become new to you you could become a new creation in him all your sin forgiven and you being delivered from all bondages hallelujah that's good news and and when you're being taught that it's up to you and what you do then you're, you're being seduced while you're listening to that Every preacher that uses God's Word to point to any object of faith other than the cross of Christ themselves have been and are being seduced and and devils are behind their teaching. Well, I've never heard this. Well, I'm glad you're getting to hear it now. And now that you are hearing this, God's going to require you to hearken unto what you're hearing because it's Bible. Now, we're going to talk about this. Speaking lies in hypocrisy does not always mean that we teach with our lips. Sometimes it's our actions that teach. And we we need to understand that. Sometimes it's it's how we live. And you know that because you've you've seen people who are Christian but they're living a certain way that's not Christian. That's bringing forth the witness of a hypocrite. Just not by what they say. I'm sure their words go along with their false way that they've chosen. But they're not living. They, you know, When's the last time you looked at somebody and called them a hypocrite? That old hypocrite. It's when you saw somebody who's probably a leader in a church, going to church on Sunday, putting on a good show. And then you on the job, you 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 see them, and they're stealing from the job, or they in the bar on Saturday night getting drunk or messing with uh, women that's not their wife. You, that old hypocrite. You, you, we've all seen that. We've we've all played the part of the hypocrite. Don't get all holy on me this morning. You've played the part of the hypocrite unless you knew the way of the cross, my friend. You did and most of the church still is right now because listen, if you're sitting under lies being spoken and it's a lie, even if it's using God's word that is the truth to point to any other thing but Calvary, it's a lie. And, and it's being spoken by someone in hypocrisy. And we're going to see this today. We're going to take a, a good close look at this today in the Bible where this actually took place. Some of you already know where I'm going, Galatians chapter 2. Let's just go over there today. I, I want to talk about this today. This is the greatest example I have found, I think, in the Bible Of hypocrisy. So let's look at this. And we'll we'll just skip through this chapter to bring out the highlights uh, of it. And uh, Paul says, now now notice this in Galatians chapter 2, Paul is writing to the church in Galatia about something that happened in Antioch so that they can be on guard and it not happen to them. The same reason we're still teaching 1 Timothy... The same reason the church is still sharing the word so the lost can be saved and the saved can learn how to live saved and to be warned and on guard from the hypocrites for, from seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Most of the church don't want to hear this and it's the ones who are being seduced by doctrines of devils. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Can't we just let everybody alone and let everybody live and just love each other? Come on now. If you love each other and you know the truth because you don't know the truth, you can't love anybody except with an old worldly love. But if you love folks with the love that was shed abroad in your heart, you're going to be uh, bringing forth the truth of God's word, not some uh, deceitful thing that, that, that won't bring forth the righteousness of God, but that will only bring forth self-righteousness. Think about it. You're going to be sharing these things. You're going to be bringing the warning. Remember, they killed all the prophets in the Old Testament. They killed all the prophets because they wouldn't, they wouldn't just be flesh pleasers and prophesy the things that men wanted to hear. <clears throat> you got 99% of that today in the church hirelings. They know if they don't keep pleasing the people, they're going to be uh, looking for another job come Monday morning. But those God is raising up, they're going to be warning and pointing to Calvary stronger than ever before. But they're also going to be pushed farther and farther away by the church because that's the last thing the church wants to hear today. They're so seduced, their consciences are seared. And until they get to a broken down place and get honest with God again, they're not going to want to hear the truth. Because they got preachers still lying to them. So watch this. Verse 5, let's just read this. And church, Paul is writing to the church in Galatia, to whom we gave place. Wait, let's back up. Verse 4. And that because of false brethren, unawares, we didn't know they were false. Brought in, they were brought in. They didn't just sneak in, brought in who came in privately to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage. Now that makes no difference if the people, the preachers, know they're doing it or not. If they are, they are. And once you start hearing the word of God in its proper context, the message of the cross, the gospel, the only context, which is righteousness, (laughs) then you're going to have to get up and get out of where you've been being seduced. He says... That they might bring us into bondage. To whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour. We're not putting up with that. Not at all. I don't care if it's grandpa, grandma, uncle Joe, aunt Lucy. I don't care how if it's grandma's church and great grandma's church and this has just been our church family for 90 years. I got to get up and I got to get out. If you don't, you're, it shows how seduced you really are when you begin to make excuses as to why you're still there. People have told me, I love your teaching of the Word. And, but I could never go to the church there. If I did, my grandmother would roll over in her grave knowing I left that church. Listen, those people are seduced. They're seduced and they're sitting under doctrines of devils and they think they're justified before God and they're not. God's already told them to get up and leave, get up and get out and go be planted where they can flourish and and, and, and instead of obeying God, they just sit there under the fear of man and stay bound and miserable, not growing, not hearing the truth of God's word. Oh, they, they hear God's word every week, but they're not hearing it in the proper context. They're we're hearing it in some what we're going to see here today. These men, they sneak in to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus. And Paul said to whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour. Why did we not give it subjection? Not even for an hour, not even for a minute really. He says that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Hmm but verse 6 says we're in Galatians 2 now but of these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were it, made, it makes no matter to me God accepts no man's person God accepts no man's person my Lord that's in your Bible God accepts no man's person for they who seemed to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me watch this now Verse 11 But when Peter was come to Antioch I withstood him face to face because he was to be blamed. That means he all of a sudden was guilty of something. Now he wasn't condemned of God he wasn't thrown out of the kingdom of heaven but even, and he remained justified in his position in Christ with God at the right hand of God but his walk now was not justified by God. He was moved, he was just, but he removed himself, Galatians 1.6, from the path of the just. Just means righteous. He removed himself from the path of righteousness through not what he said, through what he did. Watch. Verse 12. For before that certain came, certain people came from James, before they came from James's church in Jerusalem, he was eating with the Gentiles But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself from the Gentiles, fearing them that were of the circumcision, those that were still under law, those maybe you're still gathering with each week who are not preaching the word of God in its truthful, righteous context, pointing you constantly to Jesus and his work. Think about that. And and you're fearing them. Peter feared man. Watch this, verse 13. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him. The word dissembled there means hypocrite, it means they played the hypocrite. Look it up. I want you to look it up. Take the time to look it up. It means to play the hypocrite. And the word hypocrisy. In verse 2 of chapter 4, 1 Timothy, where we are today speaking lies in hypocrisy in dissimulation. That's the same in this dissembled. When we this dissembling, it actually means they played the hypocrite. And the other Jews played the hypocrite along with Peter, insomuch that even Barnabas was carried away with their dissimulation, which means Hypocrisy! What happened there? Peter was eating that old barbecue chicken, greasy chicken that he'd never touched all his life before he was set free from the from uh, trying to live up. Uh, uh, to God earned the righteousness through the law he was now realizing that he was in Christ Christ paid it all he was had liberty in Christ now and he was man sucking the juice right off them chicken bones with them Gentiles but when he saw the people who were still under law still under these rules and regulations what we call today probably some denominationalism or people who teach you're not really saved unless you're water baptized unless you do something you do that Listen, he saw them. Maybe he went to church with them the first 30 years of your life. It was you maybe. And all of a sudden, here comes them people. And man, Peter jumped up and got away from them chicken-eating Gentiles and, and got, got, got away from them. When, when the people from the, the who were still bound by the law from James's church came, he didn't want to be seen with them Gentiles because Peter was still confused to some degree. He was saved, justified. He was in Christ. He was a a preacher of Jesus Christ but yet he still wasn't sure of what he had in Christ. He still wasn't sure if he would have been he wouldn't have got up and left the Gentiles. He wouldn't have played the hypocrite. He wouldn't have believed some lie that was there because there was a lie if hypocrisy is being carried out in our words, our teaching or even our actions it's because there's a lie there. There's that seducing spirit some teaching there that we've not quite given up yet, that we're still clinging to, that's not just exclusive simple trust in what Jesus did at Calvary for me that got me in, keeps me in, and that alone allows me to bear forth the fruits of His righteousness because it's only His work of righteousness that becomes the fruits of my righteousness. So Peter, he gets away from the Gentiles. He joins back up. The Bible says that he was carried away, even Barnabas, but it, it, fearing them. Verse 12 in Galatians 2, Peter fearing those who were... He, they didn't have the liberty he had, but he still feared them. Do you see how doctrines of, uh, of devils and seducing spirits... This is what, this is what I explained. I, I, I hear that teaching, oh, and I just love it so dearly, but I could never leave my church. Hypocrisy? Hypocrisy? The fear of men holds you where you are. The fear of the Lord awaits you when you subject yourself to it and the Holy Spirit will then give you the power to get up and get out. And I'm not talking about coming to our church, but I am talking about getting up and getting out of where they're not focused on the cross of Christ when they open the pages of God's holy word and finding you some church somewhere where the focus is Jesus and His work at Calvary for all the grace of God. Hallelujah. That's where you're going to flourish. If you don't ever get involved in a ministry like that, you're not going to flourish. If you're not sitting under this teaching of truth that shows forth His righteousness. You're not going to flourish even when you think you are flourishing. That's what deception and deceit is. I think this is right, but God says no. But you're not hearing God say no. If you're watching today, you are hearing God say no. The great illustration here. Now, watch this. This is powerful. Verse 14. Paul says, But when I saw, well, who do you think you are? That's what people say about us. Who do you think you are? Man, you ain't nobody. Listen, Paul the Apostle says, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live after the manner of Gentiles now and not as do the Jews, why are you compelling the Gentiles now to live as the Jews just because the Jews showed up. Before they got here, you were living in the same freedom in Christ with the Gentiles. But now that the Jews have showed up, Grandma came to town, whatever your situation is, that old religious person that you for far too long have let the enemy seduce you through false teaching and keep you in an unsure place. See, it's up to you and me to just make our mind up and surrender to the truth of the gospel. And... And when we do, we will surrender to the leading of the Lord. And the first thing he's going to do, my friend, as he begins to teach you this truth is reveal to you that as long as you keep sitting under that which is not thinking that you're helping, that's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible is to you get up and get out and find a place of planning where you can flourish. We will justify. We will justify why we're not planted in a house where the message of the cross is a central thing. There's a thousand reasons we can justify it and it'll make us feel so good. But remember, seduction is when there's something at work you're not aware of. I'm talking about to some folk who think they know the message of the cross. They're still walking in a place being seduced. You've got to get planted, my friend. You've got to get planted. You've got to begin to learn. You've got to begin to share this great truth. It doesn't matter what our parents, our kids, our community. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. If we're still hung up on being moved by what people think, that's hypocrisy. The story's right here. Paul said, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly, according to the truth of the gospel, I confronted Peter because he loved him. God did this through Paul toward Peter because he loved him. Peter had moved away from the liberty because these other people thought they had the avenue of liberty and freedom. So I wanted to show you that today because when Peter did this very thing, in God's eyes, it's hypocrisy. He didn't say anything. He just got up and got away from them because he still feared those who were teaching law. He wasn't quite sure. He wasn't 110% sure yet that this was really, even though he preached at Pentecost, saw 3,000 people saved, he wasn't really sure that he could fully let go of all that he'd been raised up in. And really, that's the story of all of us. We grow. But listen, the more you grow, the more are those around you. Peter had to repent. Peter had to repent and would later be killed by those he, at this point, just, just wasn't sure about. He got to the point, come on now, he got to the point where he would later even be put to death because of his firmness, his assurance of faith and that that way was no longer correct. God did away with What he had been doing through the avenue which was only temporary and pointing to what he would complete in Christ, Peter got to that. Are you growing in that place? Have you been listening to the message of the cross for years now? Have you been following the preachers of the cross around their conferences but you're still planted in a house that the focus, when the Bible is opened, is not Jesus Christ and Him crucified? So many people are in that boat today. Oh, they're listening on TV. They're listening on the radio. They're listening online. But they won't get up and be moved away from that which God is not honoring. Oh, the preacher, he knows. Oh, yeah, he, he agrees with it. But he also agrees with this over here. There's, until we get up and get out, if that church is not going in this direction, that means a growth, and you can tell it when they are because more and more and more until finally they get to the place where they say, like the Apostle Paul, I'm determined to know absolutely nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. So I wanted to share that with you this morning because that was, that's the, to me, that's the greatest place uh, in the Bible of the expression or the picture of living a hypocritical life. You're free in Christ. And you're enjoying your freedoms in Christ. And you're, you're, you're eating uh, these the stuff that you never ate before because you were bound in religion. Didn't think you could. Didn't think God would be pleased with you if you, if you if you were eating that. But now you're eating that because you're free in Christ. And you see in the Word that every creature can be eaten. The Bible says <coughs> in Philippians through, the, through thanksgiving. And you're free. But then your relatives show, oh, you're, you know, oh no, we, no, you, you, it's a hypocrite. They need to know about your freedom now. Keep eating them chicken legs when a Wonka Luther shows up. Ah, I can't believe you're eating it, Oh, you're eating that. Them pork chops. Oh no, why not? God says everything I can have, I can partake of if I give thanks. If I know it comes from Him, praise God. Everybody okay this morning? And let's talk about the conscience because the conscience is something that even lost people have. Sometimes we Christians forget that. Lost people even have a conscience. They can't spiritually discern anything, but they can morally to some degree discern. Even lost people, the Bible says in Romans uh, chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 that even us Gentiles, let's just turn over there so we're in a Bible study, aren't we? Oh, we're in a Bible study, so guess what we can do? We can turn in the Bible. So, Romans chapter 2, talking about the conscience now. Don't forget, our conscience can be seared. Like is with a hot iron. It means we can keep, we can move away from Calvary and start trusting in these things under the spirits of seduction and false teachings, to where we're seared, our conscience is seared, and we're living the life of a hypocrite. And it's so that becomes more and more powerful daily. Listen, that becomes more and more powerful in controlling over you and great bondage over you daily. The more you sit there and refuse to repent and come back to Calvary, your light's going out, my friend. For when the Gentiles, Romans 2 and 14, for when the Gentiles which have not the law Gentiles have not the law. We didn't have the law. We're not Jews. We didn't know anything about the law. We weren't raised up with the law. We weren't raised up uh, learning the Torah. We weren't, we, we're not Jews. But when the Gentiles, as who we are, have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, us, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. Watch, here it comes. We show the work of the law written in our hearts. Stop right there. Even though we're Gentiles, we're not Jews, the law is even written in our hearts. It says it right here in your Bible. And it gives the manifestation of how it works. Watch this. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. Their conscience, I'm talking about the conscience right now. Lost people even have a conscience. I heard my dear brother and friend, Brother Lauren Larson, teach this some years ago that God has given all humanity. If you're born into this life, there's two things you have and that you will be held accountable for. You've been given a conscience and you've been placed in God's creation. If there is creation, there is a creator. And the creator is the one that created you and gave you your conscience. And if the conscience is properly used and it looks and it sees a creation, the first thought is there's a creator. I'm a part of creation. I've been created. So then that sets us in motion to seek the reality of creation. Who made this? Why am I here? That search for God. And therefore when we hear the gospel we're convicted of sin. We believe the gospel if we do and we're saved. But watch this now. This is is what the conscience does in all of humanity. No exception. It either accuses people of sin or even self of sin or it excuses one another of sin or even sin in our own life, we excuse. Watch. If someone is doing something that's benefiting me, and it's a sin, what they're doing is a sin, but I'm benefiting from it. I'm man, I'm getting rich off of this. I'm becoming filthy rich off what they're doing. I'm I'm excusing that sin. Conscience does that. Conscience does that what the Bible tells us. Even though I know what they're doing is morally wrong, but I'm getting rich of it, I'm excusing that. But the moment That day comes, well boom, I'm cut off. I've done spent all my money and and, and now what they're doing is no longer, they shifted and I'm not getting benefits from what they're doing that's sinful and morally wrong and the benefits are going to somebody else. Man, I'm going to call somebody, I'm going to tell on them, I'm going to now accuse them. That's what the conscience does under law. That's what the conscience does under law in in the soul's lost state. We accuse or we excuse concerning sin. Mm, Think about that. And this is what God will judge at the great white throne judgment. He's going to judge them based on this. Look at verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. At the great white throne judgment will be the, only, the place only for lost people, they're going to be judged on those two things, conscience and creation. Why didn't you ever look for God? Why didn't you not have a desire to search for God? You didn't. Everyone at the great white throne judgment, those who never heard the gospel, that is, they, they would have never gotten saved had they heard the gospel. Don't get caught up in that, that somebody died and went to hell just because you didn't tell them the gospel. That ain't going to happen, my friend. God's not got somebody else's soul in your hands. <clears throat> I'm glad you heard that today. If somebody over here is going to be a believer, you need if, you, if the door opens for you, you need to tell them. But if you don't tell them, they're going to hear the gospel and believe it through somebody else. You need to understand that. If you think for a minute that somebody's going to spend eternity in hell just because you didn't tell them about Jesus, then that means their soul was in your hands. Come on now. (laughs) That's not biblical, and I don't believe that. I don't teach that. I feel it kind of quiet online right now. Too bad you've heard that, but that's that's not true. Whoever's going to believe, God's going to send somebody even if a a boat or a ship like the Apostle Paul had to have a shipwreck float to an island on a plank of wood just to get the gospel of Jesus Christ because there was some people out there who would believe. Some of the predicaments you may be in right now is because there's some people that God wants you to present the gospel to. Amen. Why don't you try it? Why don't you do it? It's your mission while you're here anyway praise the lord so conscience back to where we were first Timothy these people these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils this this is not just Hindu and Islam and Buddhism and uh, this is the like the grace revolution that's out there now this this hyper grace movement that's just one of them these these uh, the word of faith false word of faith uh, that's unbiblical that you, that your faith is now in the words you speak oh they say it's in the word but no it's in the word they speak I've been around those people used to really be in the midst of those people I never did give wholeheartedly that. I just could never really give myself completely to that falseness that God would honor uh, what I say whenever I say it that it's really up to me and that God's going to hearken and move based on what I say. That I don't believe that's Bible. I, I, I know it's not Bible. That's a false teaching. That's a seducing spirit behind that that would actually get you to believe that God would obey what you're saying instead of you obey what God is saying. And I know they turn it around and say that us speaking the word and God moving is really our obedience to God but it's not. It's not our obedience to God is only seen through faith in the work of Christ, not a work. Remember, anything you're doing is a work. Whether it's prayer, it's worship, it's speaking the word, studying the word, prayer, fasting, giving, church attendance, whatever it is, it's a work. And it's either the Holy Spirit working through you because of exclusive faith in the cross or it's just you. And not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will not work in your life to bring forth fruits of righteousness if your faith is not in the only work of righteousness God has ever offered humanity. Not going to happen. And the church is hearing this. And those who have been seduced by evil spirits and doctrines of devils for years are going to repent and get up and get out. Some of them though, are not. most of them are not going to. You need to be aware of that. And the Lord has recently been reminded me over and over of the story in Exodus 32 when Moses came down the mountain and, and, he, and the people had built a golden calf. Now, they built an altar right beside the golden calf because they thought that, oh, we still believe in the cross, but also that, no, there is no but also. God saw the altar, but He also saw the golden calf. And God said, who's on the Lord's side? In, in God's eyes, They were already God's people. But God said, through Moses, who's on the Lord's side? Come out. You got to come out. It's a message of coming out. People are going to get their feelings hurt. Look at the story in Exodus 32. Who's on the Lord's side? Now, get this out of 12 tribes of people, and some, maybe a couple of million. One out of 12 tribes came out. One. It's the same today. It's a miracle for you to be hearing the truth of the gospel and to be right now, and right now it's happening in your heart and your life that you have left behind everything and are learning, learning to trust in nothing but this truth of the gospel. It's a miracle. The one tribe out of 12 came out, and Moses said, "Now take your swords and go back in and kill those of your own families that didn't come out. Read the story. It's in Exodus 32. I don't want to chop it up and mess it out, but that's what happened. Now you and I aren't called to get a gun and a, and a physical sword and go and just start killing everybody that won't believe like we believe." Now there's a lot of that going on uh, with words and stuff on this day, and sometimes physically. But you and I, now that we've come out, are called to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the truth of the gospel, back among them and give them day after day an opportunity to hear it, social media, on the job, wherever, however, you can get the word of the truth of the gospel, which is the message of the cross to them. You have to get in Involved in what God is doing. Most people are not going to repent. Most the church in the latter times that they've been, we've been being seduced by other spirits for years. This church right down the road, twenty miles away, some five six years ago, uh, on their website, it's it's uh, uh, and, it, and it's one of the fastest growing, newest churches in that city down the road. Uh, come to our church, we want to make you comfortable and you might even hear a Bon Jovi song and all these fleshed out worldly things on their website flashing lights inside with signs up, people that I know went there and said, uh, beware or caution, Uh, flashing strobe lights may cause problems with epilepsy and things like that. Come on now. So I just posted a picture of that on their website on social media and, and I don't remember what I said, but it wasn't anything nice. I mean, it wasn't anything bad and ugly. It was just a warning that this is what the church has come to. Trying to make people feel comfortable with worldly rock and roll music. And it, they're, they're in every town of America today, every single town of America. Think about it. And this guy sent me, man, I got, man, they saw that and shared that among themselves, and people began to come after me. And one guy told me, he said, if you ever visited our church one time, you would never go back to your church again. And what he's talking about is what you feel while you're there. The emotions you have while you're there. The, the truth of the gospel is not there. And it would be only like a year or two later, uh, well, they had the issues that churches like that have because they're not gospel-centered. They might say they are, but of course the preacher did what happened with the secretary and I think the youth pastor eventually ended up in prison And you know, but I was, I was whooped down and beat down and told if I ever visited their church I'd never go back to where I came from. Let me tell you something folks. Whenever I leave Crossway Church to go somewhere else and minister as special as that is and no matter what I feel there I can't wait to get back home. And I love these these preachers and these churches that are preaching the truth of the gospel and warning against everything all the time that's not the truth of the gospel. Listen, only eleven tribes came out of the twelve in that day in the old covenant, and they ain't about the same thing gonna happen today. But you just keep preaching this glorious truth of the gospel because it's only those who will have eyes to see who is and who is not walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Think about that. In Romans chapter 1, when the Bible says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness in the lives of those who are not holding God's truth in its righteous context, which means the context of Christ and His work at Calvary, for there's where the only work of righteousness was carried out by God in His Son, that that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Well, who's it revealed to? Galatians chapter 2 we see those who are determined to see nothing else, to know nothing else, to share nothing else. Than Christ and Him crucified are the ones who have the eyes to see who God is resisting. Now that right there is what got all the prophets killed. Doesn't mean that they're better. They're sinners like everybody else. But, But they're saved by grace and they're still preaching that one grace. There's not two. That one grace that flows only through the cross, Jesus tasted death, By the grace of God for all men and only through that avenue today simple childlike faith in that work of righteousness carried out at Calvary do we get saved, live saved and are prevented and guarded from every wind of doctrine that are doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. When you begin to listen to these other things and you begin to think that what you're doing carrying out your own self is making you righteous before God you're seduced. You've been seduced. The message of the cross is the knock on the heart of the, of, of the church, the, the knock on the door of the church's heart today. The message of the cross. The truth of the gospel is the message of the cross. Had a lady in a town a couple hours from here uh, told me uh, she said you, 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 y'all are just preaching that stuff trying to get everybody out of their churches and into your church we've been, we, we've been hearing the message of the cross for 2,000 years she's right as far as initial salvation but who is hearing the message of the cross the truth of the gospel for daily victory daily grace daily power daily provision it won't come through any other avenue And I'm either coming, listen folks, I'm either coming back to Calvary just like Peter did after he was rebuked by Paul. He came back to the path of righteousness. Or I'm saying, look, I'm not coming back to that. Again, Exodus 32, 11 of 12 tribes said, forget it. I gave my jewelry. I gave my time. I built this golden calf. I'm not letting I've invested too I've invested too much into this thing. I've invested 40 years. My daddy spent 40 years. My granddaddy, we've invested too much into this thing. You better relook at really who made the investment. God made the investment through the blood of His Son, to save you, to keep you, and, and for you and I to be able to express Him by the fruits of righteousness. As I close this session, remember Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Can't be seen outside of truth. But a deceitful, but a false witness shows that which is deceitful. That's part of the definition of hypocrisy. Living a life that's deceitful. When Peter got up and got away from the Gentiles and joined in with the law keepers, folks who God saw still guilty of their sin, they wouldn't accept Christ. When Peter joined the ranks of those, even though he had believed and become righteous in God's eyes, but he was no longer on the path of the just. He was moved with fear. He played the hypocrite because he was still believing something deceitful. Something that he still to a little degree appeared right to him. He, he, he was learning. Thank God he was learning. Thank God you and I are learning. Nobody has laid fully hold on this and knows everything, but you and I are taking up our cross daily through the denial of our own selves and all the distractions would distract our own hearts through these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Well, guess what? We're out of time. Uh, We didn't get very far, but we got far enough. And glad to have my pretty wife, Robin, with me today. She's about the only one that can come. Hopefully everything's going to open back up real soon. And we're going to be able to get together and fellowship at Crossway Church physically once again. And uh, we're just looking so forward to that uh, to see you all again. And, and, And we praise God for all of those of you who are part of Crossway Church who don't gather physically with us. And I know that you're praying for us. We're praying for you. And we're going to see great things in the days ahead. Stay in the Word. Stay in the Spirit. And and keep walking in the truth of the Gospel. And uh, don't forget to pray for us and to sow into the ministry. Uh, You can do that again at thecrosswaychurch.com or just pull out your smartphone and text your giving to 903-231-5950. I'll see you When will I see you? I'll see you Sunday morning at 10 a.m. online. So we love you and I'll talk to you later. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.